Good morning and welcome to the Sunday morning service at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We will begin our service this morning by singing hymn number 342. This is the day the Lord hath made. Be glad, give thanks, rejoice. Stand in his presence unafraid. In praise lift up your voice. All perfect gifts are from above, and all our blessings show the amplitude of God's dear love, which every heart may know. Hymn number 342.
scriptural this morning will be given by Janet from Georgia. Matthew, lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your life what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for the body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat? and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with all shall we be clothed? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let us have a moment of silent prayer and then follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Mother God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 228. O love divine that dwells serene, whose light of life has no eclipse, we feel thy comfort, though unseen, and lay our hand upon our lips. Hymn number 228. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And that is designed to be 
practical instruction in how to practice Christian science and thereby live a better life. Well, we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also catch it on our YouTube channel. And by the way, we have archived on our website all of the roundtable discussions for the last several years. So if you want to go back and listen to one you missed or listen to one that you particularly enjoyed, they're all on our website. We have a Sunday school that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that any child anywhere in the world can attend by dialing that number. So, and quite a few of our Sunday school children do attend by a teleconference because they don't live in the area. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and you don't live in the area, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number and would be very glad to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, and you will hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all of our services, so they're welcome too. And as we have announced, the next Bible study session will be Saturday, December 11. So check the website for the study questions. And mark your calendar. Join us Saturday morning, December 11, 10 a.m. This week, this Thursday, is Thanksgiving Day here in the United States. And we will have our regular Thanksgiving Day service at 11 a.m. this Thanksgiving Day, November 25th. So please join us. And a reminder that our page-a-day calendar for 2022 is printed and is on sale. Uh, it makes great Christmas gifts. The price is $15 for the first one and $12 for each additional calendars that are mailed to the same address. And that includes postage. So it's a real bargain. We have many, many websites, all in different languages. As a result, the Word of God and practical Christian science is reaching people all over the world in their own language. And we maintain these websites and update them free of charge to anybody who wants to log on and listen to the truth. That is why we appreciate everyone who contributes to this church, because that is what pays for all of these websites. And featured on our English website is a really good article that I wanted to recommend this morning. Uh, and it was mentioned in our roundtable this morning. 
The title of the article is Healing as Practiced by Jesus. And it is a very clear explanation of how Jesus healed and how Christian science heals by Samuel Greenwood. Good article, great article. Well, everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. We're glad you're joining us. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Karen from California. Page 438. In a letter received a few days ago from one of my absent patients, there was such a glorious testimonial for science and health that I feel as if I ought to send it in for the pages of our journal, trusting it may be in the means of helping many others to turn for help and comfort in every emergency to this book. In her letter, this lady says, quote, a few days since, I had quite a serious claim attack me. I left my mending, took science and health, and read all the afternoon and evening, when all the trace of the claim was gone, and I have felt nothing of it since." End quote. When this dear woman applied to truth, she was a great sufferer. Her gratitude knows no bounds. Many chronic ailments, which have bound her with heavy chains for many years, are being removed one by one. It is such a sweet privilege to lead her out of this bondage of flesh, for she turns such childlike trust and obedience to the book and looks to that for aid in every trial and affliction. It is beautiful to see and is a rebuke to some of us older in the thought who depends so much on personality. She is far away in a little country town where science has hardly been heard of, but she is so happy with her book that she has no desire for other reading. I have always tried to show her that God is with her there as well as with us here, that in him she possesses all, and that with her Bible and science and health, no harm can befall her, for the remedy for every ill she has at hand. Mrs. C.H.S. Woburn, Massachusetts. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, soul and body. The golden text is from Psalms. With the pure, thou wilt show thyself pure. The responsive reading is from Psalms. The Lord hath sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. For the Lord hath chosen Zion, 
He hath desired it for his habitation. There will I make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. He chose David also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Holy Bible. Psalms. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. First Samuel. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul? seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh at the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, and withal of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. And David saw that Saul was come out to seek his life. And David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a wood. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose 
and went to David into the wood and strengthened his hand in God. And he said unto him, Fear not, for the hand of of Saul my father shall not find thee, and thou shalt be king over Israel. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul. The soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God. And it came to pass, when Saul was returned from following the Philistines, he came to the sheepcoats by the way, where was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet, and David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. And the men of David said unto him, Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt, and he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth mine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. David also arose afterward and went out of the cave, and cried after Saul, saying, My Lord, the king! And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed himself. Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how that the Lord had delivered thee today into mine hand in the cave. And some bade me kill thee, but mine eyes spared thee. And I said, I will not put forth mine hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yea, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe, and killed thee not. Know thou and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in mine hand. And I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. The Lord judged between me and thee. And the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. And it came to pass, when David had made an end of speaking these words unto Saul, that Saul said, Is this thy voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. And he said to David, Thou art more righteous than I, for thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. And thou hast showed this day how that thou hast dealt well with me, forasmuch as when the Lord had delivered me into thine hand, thou killest me not. And now, behold, I know well that thou shalt surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in thine hand. Second Samuel And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song 
in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness in his eyesight. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure. Matthew. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. God, the soul of man, and of all existence, being perpetual in his own individuality, harmony, and immortality, imparts and perpetuates these qualities in man through mind, not matter. The divine mind maintains all identities from a blade of grass to a star, as distinct and eternal. The questions are, what are God's identities? What is soul? Does life or soul exist in the thing formed? Spirit, or the divine principle of all, is not in spirit's formations. Soul is synonymous with spirit, God, the creative, governing, infinite principle outside of finite form, which forms only reflect. Science reveals spirit, soul, as not in the body, and God as not in man, but as reflected by man. The greater cannot be in the lesser. The belief that the greater can be in the lesser is an error that works ill. This is a leading point in the science of soul, that principle is not in its idea. Spirit, soul, is not confined in man and is never in matter. What evidence of soul or of immortality have you within mortality? 
even according to the teachings of natural science. Man has never beheld spirit or soul leaving a body or entering it. What basis is there for the theory of indwelling spirit except the claim of mortal belief? What would be thought of the declaration that a house was inhabited and by a certain class of persons when no such persons were ever seen to go into the house or to come out of it, nor were they even visible through the windows. Who can see a soul in the body? Spirit is God, soul. Therefore, soul is not in matter. If spirit were in matter, God would have no representative and matter would be identical with God. The theory that soul, spirit, intelligence inhabits matter is taught by the schools. This theory is unscientific. The universe reflects and expresses the divine substance or mind. Therefore, God is seen only in the spiritual universe and spiritual man, as the sun is seen in the ray of light which goes out from it. God is revealed only in that which reflects life, truth, love, yea, which manifests God's attributes and power, even as the human likeness thrown upon the mirror repeats the color, form, and action of the person in front of the mirror. Identity is the reflection of spirit, the reflection in multifarious forms of the living principle, love. Soul is the substance, life, and intelligence of man, which is individualized, but not in matter, Soul can never reflect anything inferior to spirit. Man is the expression of soul. The Indians caught some glimpses of the underlying reality when they called a certain beautiful lake the smile of the great spirit. Separated from man who expresses soul, Spirit would be a non-entity. Man divorced from spirit would lose his entity. Man reflecting God cannot lose his individuality. But as material sensation or a soul in the body Blind mortals do lose sight of spiritual individuality. 
Give up your material belief of mind in matter and have but one mind, even God. For this mind forms its own likeness. The loss of man's identity through the understanding which science confers is impossible. And the notion of such a possibility is more absurd than to conclude that individual musical tones are lost in the origin of harmony. Detach sense from the body or matter, which is only a form of human belief. And you may learn the meaning of God or good and the nature of the immutable and immortal. Breaking away from the mutations of time and sense, you will neither lose the solid objects and ends of life, nor your own identity. This scientific sense of being, forsaking matter for spirit, by no means suggests man's absorption into deity and the loss of his identity, but confers upon man enlarged individuality, a wider sphere of thought and action, a more expansive love, a higher and more permanent peace. Through the wholesome chastisements of love, we are helped onward in the march towards righteousness, peace, and purity. Willingness to become as a little child and to leave the old for the new renders thought receptive of the advanced idea. Gladness to leave the false landmarks and joy to see them disappear, this disposition helps to precipitate the ultimate harmony. The purification of sense and self is a proof of progress. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Question. What are the demands of the science of soul? Answer. The first demand of this science is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This me is spirit. Therefore the command means this, Thou shalt have no intelligence, no life, no substance, no truth, no love, but that which is spiritual. The second is like unto it, 
Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It should be thoroughly understood that all men have one mind, one God and Father, one life, truth, and love. Mankind will become perfect in proportion as this fact becomes apparent. War will cease, and the true brotherhood of man will be established. Having no other gods, turning to no other but the one perfect mind to guide him, man is the likeness of God, pure and eternal, having that mind which was also in Christ. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 208. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, Thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, Keep thou, my child, on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 208.
Let us now sing hymn number 371. We lift our hearts in praise, O God of life to thee, and would reflect in all our ways thy purity. Thy thoughts our lives enfold and free us from all fear. All strife is stilled, all grief consoled, for thou art here. Hymn number 371.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm.